Coming up next on Wingman's Garage. That's not an apple bottle, that's a brand new parent. <laughs> or, or is that bad business on the dealership's part and not having all departments open every single day with the dealership? Most motorcycle dealerships, the people that work there, all ride. <laughs> that puckered my butt Um. Anyway. Welcome to Wingman's Garage, where Chris, the adventurer, Daniel, the track rat, and Tyler, the hooligan, meet to share over 40 years of riding experience. Join them as they discuss their journey, stories, and events of life on two wheels. Episode 14 Hello. of Wingman's Garage. 14. Wow. We're like impressed by every single episode we make. Every because week. we're still around and we haven't gotten shot or killed yet. Right. <laughs> We've actually survived. We haven't gotten sick of each other either. That, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That'll start on episode 15. <laughs> yeah, probably. We can start right now. Hey. I just punched it. You get like used it. to it. I beat the rest of my children. <laughs> but you like it. Shh. <laughs> Don't tell everybody. <laughs> Too it. late. I can't be a closet freak if it's not my closet. <laughs> well, there's only well, you might be in the closet anyway. So. There's only fucked here since. Not that closet, closet anyway. Yeah, you walked into that joke. Different closet. <laughs> you walked into. That Bring joke. out the gimp. Oh God, no. <laughs> no. International Women's Day. <laughs> no, don't like it. Oh, wait, what? Nope. <clears throat> nope. Nope. Anyway. Anyways, welcome to Wingman's Garage. This is Chris, the Wingman. Tyler, the Nightwing. No, what? I'm gonna. I'm, I'm embracing my username on everything. Good boy. Good boy. Daniel, the track rat. <clears throat> what an exciting weekend of racing! Ooh, has it been? Guess who did not dominate in a rain race? Me. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not I. Check that out. What is that? That's my bike. Nice. Hello. Very Very nice. nice. Sorry. Nice slippery. Oh, that felt good. <laughs> you still need to ride my bike. Uh, once I get mine fixed and back on the road, we'll all do a little. We little... can all swap and swap again. Did <laughs> I ride that? We're swingers only with bikes. Yeah. Right. We put the keys in the in the jar. And right. Pineapples <laughs> in the house somewhere. You see, there's uh, there's no hurt feelings that way. Mm-hmm. None. So, what is it about? Blue and white GSXRs with white wheels, which makes, it, makes my heart water. What is it? We're talking about being in the closet. Yeah. Well, I'm, that, <laughs> how does that have to do with anything about that? White wheels on a red, white, or red, or a blue, a blue and white GSXR. Is not, what? No. No. Well, I, honestly, it's just it's the classic Suzuki oh, livery. I love it. Yeah. I have something about uh, red wheels. No, no. I like red wheels. Yeah. You don't have red wheels on your, your red wheels on your bike wouldn't work because the bike's red. Yeah, I know. Now the bike was white, white or uh, gold. No, not gold. Like an eleven ninety nine Panigale and the eight ninety nine Panigale color stream. Mm-hmm. Oh, the eight ninety nine, the demo eight ninety nine at Bloodwork is the white with red. Yes, it is. It's quite attractive. It, it is. It is. I did sit on it and I, I wanted to buy it, it when the eight four eight come out in that looking. Okay, it is quite pretty. It's very pretty. <clears throat> so let's talk about this. Who did it dominate in Arena Cross? Yeah. Or Supercross. What? It was Supercross. Oh, I thought we were doing MotoGP first. Oh, yeah. Well, we can talk about <laughs> that, too. Well, I would like I always go first with Dirt. No, no actually, you, this, go you always go last. Okay, let's switch it you up. Team, you get to go first with Dirt. This weekend in Santa Clara, California at Levi's Stadium. Levi's Stadium. Levi's Stadium. Stadium. What, what is that? Uh, that is... Oh, crap. 
Who plays there? What NFL team is that? Um, Not in Santa. Uh, this, is it the Raiders? No. Well, it's going to be L.A. Rams then. Or is it San Francisco? Shit. Is it, I don't remember. Well, Levi's Stadium. Maybe. It's named after Blue Jeans. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyways. So, a repeat of this year. The number Wait, five. A repeat of this year? Yeah. How can you repeat it? A repeat of last year. The, I should say of every other race so far this year. Okay. Uh, Ryan Dungey came right with the win. Relatively unchallenged from the get-go. Pulled out. Uh, didn't exactly get the whole shot, but pretty darn close. As soon as the whole shot was grabbed, he said, I'm up a gear and goodbye. Um, got Check chased. Chased a bit by... Give me my beer. Ken Roxon and Jason Anderson. Um... We're honestly really just not in a – I hardly I, – I mean, I'm sitting here like trying to remember the 450 class just because it was a very uneventful race. Uh, nothing really exciting. Um, Trey Kennard had a pretty decent weekend. Mm-hmm. You get to see him pull out and uh, had some great laps in, in practice and ended up uh, had a pretty reasonable finish. Um, but, you know, just like the rest of the year, um, the, the 450 class has been kind of cat and mouse with – you know, Tomac and, and Roxon and Jason Anderson, you know, bouncing around in positions, you know, podiums, finishing off the podium, podiums, finishing off the podium. Um, I think Reed got uh, fourth this weekend. Yeah. So, pretty decent finish for him. Wow, that dude just got knocked to the F out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or was that the guy Martin crash? Uh, I, I don't know. I didn't catch who it was. I looked up and I, I just saw so. him hit a yep, yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, we're watching Al Man races. Or real, like real roads races. Um, <clears throat> so there he goes. Wow. Yeah, uh, he was not feeling good after that. Barrier, and I think I would almost rather be out cold than that. So. Yeah, he was. So two fifty anyway. class. Um, come out. West Coast was back uh, for one race before the East Coast guys get uh, two more weekends on their circuit, which will bring them up to the even number of races. Uh, declare. And then they go to um, the East-West Shootout at the final in Sam Boyd Stadium in Vegas. Vegas, yep. And that will not only decide who of the 250 and East and West classes are the fastest, but who is our reigning champion in the East and West classes as well. So uh, Cooper Webb came out, ran a road great race. Uh, Zach Osborne, shout out for him, homeboy from my hometown. Uh, he come out and and went away with the early lead and was running a very good race. Uh, unfortunately, couldn't quite keep the pace far enough ahead of uh, Cooper Webb. Got into a little bit of lap traffic and slowed up just enough that uh, Cooper passed him with two laps to go. He was so close to his first ever main event to win uh, mm-hmm. as a pro rider. So uh, maybe uh, – Maybe if maybe next or in the next couple of weeks you'll see something. If not, uh, got my fingers crossed for next year. And again, I grew up near the kid. Uh, met him a few times uh, back whenever he was still amateur and before he went over and rode in Europe. Uh, cool kid, like him a lot. So and he's again hometown hero. So got to root for him. But right, got sport. Uh, Savachi and Christian Craig both came out. Uh, really. It was kind of a have-to-win situation for those guys. They they weren't far off of the points, but they were far enough that if they really wanted to make it a a real tight points race, uh, both of them, or at least 
one or the other, needed to finish ahead of uh, Cooper Webb and preferably win the event and be a couple positions ahead of Cooper, but uh, ended up Savaji finished in uh, third, right behind Osborne. So that that didn't help any. Not only did he not beat Cooper, but he was one uh, two positions down from him. So points lead not going to be as tight as he wants. Uh, Christian Craig came in with a uh, ended up with a, I believe a fourth place finish. Hmm. So not not too horrible, but I think they're going in with a um, I think it was a 12 and 19 points difference respectively between uh, Cooper Webb in the points lead and. Savashi and being second and Craig being third. So be interesting to see what happens, but uh, at this point, you know, Cooper doesn't have it won. He's got to start the race. He's got to finish the race. But uh, if he doesn't make a mistake, I think uh, doing the math, I think as long as he gets a – if either one of them wins, if Savashi wins, I think all he needs to do is finish in the top five, hmm. and yeah. he'll have the championship. So uh, it'll be back-to-back for him. So – Cooper is a good kid. Want to see him win, but uh, I've been kind of rooting for Joey Savashi this year. Um, other than that, the rest of the class kind of just kind of hung out. Nothing too crazy. So overall, a, a fairly mellow start back to the West Coast uh, for for Supercross. Well, all right. Well, speaking of a lot of mistakes being made, uh, we talked about MotoGP Jesus. and this last weekend. Whew. There are some pretty big mistakes that have been made. Okay, let's start off with this. Yes. Apparently, Ducati is throwing everything but the Prime Minister's daughter's panties at Lorenzo to come ride for him next year. Oh. I mean, they are throwing the kitchen sink at this dude. So, I don't know if I want that to happen. I'd, I'd have to root for Lorenzo. Well, see, no, the thing about it is because they've got Casey Stoner back testing. <coughs> testing. The only other person that can ride like Casey is Lorenzo. Mm-hmm. The exactly. Can, yeah, the only one who can ride a front tire like Stoner is Lorenzo, unfortunately. Um, but they're trying their hardest to get him right now. And the fact that Lorenzo doesn't like how everything revolves around Rossi at Yamaha, no matter what happens, he doesn't like that. Right. Whether it's good for him or bad for him or whatever, you know, he doesn't like the fact that he he's the number one rider. We may not we may not like it because we like Valentino so much because he's a much better character. He's much more fun to watch. But I mean, if you want to see how to go fast on a motorcycle, Lorenzo's a tough guy to not watch. Right. Because just the way he rides, it's so he's boring to watch. He's utterly. Right. But it's like we said last week. He's yeah. very technical in what he does. Yeah. He. He's very precise uh-huh. in his movements, and that translates to him being a faster rider. Period. Again, like you said, he's not as excited to ro- watch because of it, yeah. because it's like watching a machine. Valentino Rossi is the Ricky Carmichael. <laughs> he's all over the place on that bike. Yeah, of GP racing, whereas Jorge Lorenzo is uh, your, your Chad Reed. He's your Kevin Windham. He's the guy that, that rides super hard and fast, but when you look at him, you feel like he should be going slow. Yeah. Yeah. But then he passes the dude that looks like he's going all out, and you're like, oh, okay. It's, the th- the thing, is, the thing about the, the differences between riding styles is that 
now with the tires that, that have changed so much, the brand and everything, and this the field's really evened out now. Yes. And it's giving a lot of people a lot of extra. It, it's evened it out, and now yes, the top guys are always going to get to the top of the uh, leaderboard, but it's going to be a lot longer for them to do that. You know, Marquez won this, this past weekend, and Marquez, mm-hmm. I'll give him this. He looks like they've grown him up a little bit. Yeah. He he's looked like he's actually matured a lot as a rider. He's not trying dumb shit anymore. They're gonna leave that to Ian Oday. Um, <laughs> we'll get back to that. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that in a minute. But it's the big thing about it is if Lorenzo does leave and go to Ducati, and he does win with it. What does that say to Rossi's legacy? He's not, he's always going to be the greatest of all time. Right. It will never change. But Lorenzo's always going to be able to say, you know, I won on it. Right. And But when you look at it, you go, okay, Rossi had the, a dog's breakfast of a motorcycle. Right. And a team that would not work with him on any kind of setup. They were so stuck in the way it had to be that they didn't do anything. Yep. Whereas now they've got Casey back and they're doing testing with it. And even when Casey left him with the Repsol for a couple of years – they still said, you know, Casey was the one that did it this way. So we're going to keep it like that. And it's just, I think that, and then there's also, I mean, to me, there's a whole, you had the frameless design. It, was, it wasn't even a similar bike. No, it wasn't. I mean, with, with if Lorenzo goes to this one, you've got the twin spark frame mm-hmm. back. Uh, you've got, it, it just, it's, it's a different handling bike. It's even more powerful. I mean, they've always been one of the most powerful bikes on the yeah, track. Yeah, it's always got legs on everybody. But, um, but you know, and it just shows, not that Iannone or Dobie are bad, but look how much faster they got this past year. Yeah, yeah. and it's, when looking at it, they've made a huge step. And again, having spec electronics and new tires that everyone's learning, that nobody, it, it'll, it won't be till the middle of the season until... Two, one or two people show up and step up and they have figured out how to ride the tires out. Because in, in, in listening to a Colin Edwards interview, mm-hmm. the, the change of riding styles has changed. Like the style of riding has changed so much. Where oh, you look at changed so much in the last 10 years. Yeah, when you, when you look at Rossi, because he, he's the only one that's left that rode a 500 cc 2 show. Mm-hmm. When you look at him in 2002, 2001, he's very upright. The head moves, the whole body moves, but he's not, he's off the bike, but he's not that far off. And he's very upright and everything else. And personally, that riding style, watching that, it is, it's, that's the best looking ride. That's the most beautiful riding style that you can have, personally, my own personal opinion. Right. But the way chassis development, the way tire development is gone, the only way you can get the thing to turn is you hang off so far that you're dragging everything. Case in point, Marquez. And the way he rides, because you, and looking at it, when you see these, see them, they're way off the bike, way off the bike. But the bike's only, it's sliding both wheels, yes, but it's only at 25, 20 degrees. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're sliding the piss out of it, but you're way off the bike, but the bike's straight down. So it's almost like you have, people have figured out that you keep it straight up and down, you'll be able to accelerate and slide it better because the contact pad is a little bit bigger, but you got to drop the center of gravity somehow, and that's why you get everybody hanging off so far. But, anyway. Enough about writing theory. Um, <laughs> we can save that one for a whole Yeah, we can save that for a whole other podcast. 
Like the entirety of the podcast. Yeah. And um, still not cover it all. Yeah. But the race, the way it developed, they had to do the, the pit stop again, like Australia in 2013. And luckily, Repsol Honda actually paid attention to the, the lap count and brought Marquez in on time. And then him and Rossi came in together. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, they must have had the rear suspension set up bad on Rossi's bike because the minute they both hit the track, Marquez shot out of a cannon. And Rossi couldn't do anything with it. Rossi was right there with him up to the pit stop. So the tire may not have, he may not have, may not have adapted to the tire as well or whatever. But Lorenzo crashed out. Yep. Was it third lap? Third or fourth lap. Yeah. Really tucked pretty the front. quickly in. Yeah, he tucked the front, which <clears throat> is weird because to tuck the front on that, you have to be carrying so much front brake. That is utterly amazing to me. Everybody's like, oh, the tires don't work till they're really hot. Go ride on one of those tires and let me know what you think. Yeah, by the time you get out there, they're racing, their tires are hot. Well, it's the, the warmers that they've got on there, the only the, the temperature the working temperature of MotoGP tires is around 225 degrees. They run at, at cold temperature. Mm-hmm. When they throw the warmers on there, they're at 8 PSI because the sidewalls are so stiff. So they're running like you. They're so hot you can't touch them, and they're but and to keep them at that temperature, you have to ride the ever-loving piss out of them. You have to work them hard because your front tire, especially, what's what's the first thing hitting the air when you're riding straight as fast as you can? Front tire. <clears throat> That's gonna cool the front tire down. So you've got to beat beat the ever-loving shit out of it to keep it warm. If you've got them on the warmers and all of a sudden you drop it down on a semi, on a half warm track, what do you think's going to happen? That track's going to suck the heat right out of that tire. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know if he overheated it or he was on the brakes too hard and tucked the front and there it went. He was down. And everybody was off to the races, obviously. And then Vignales crashed out, which if Lorenzo leaves and goes to Ducati, if that happens, I'm saying Maverick will end up on, on the Yamaha. Yep. He will end up on the Yamaha because everyone has tagged him for a factory ride other than the Suzuki next next go round. If Pedrosa stays on the rep, if they keep the Repsol team together, that'd be cool. But Danny deserves a championship from all the hardship and all the injuries he's gone through. He's gone through a lot. The last he's few gone years. through a lot of injuries. He deserves at least one. <laughs> and I, I know I'll probably get lynched for this due to you know from the 2006 incident. Right. But that was 10 years ago, guys. He was a rookie. Nicky ended up winning, so it's all you know good in the end. But I didn't like him for the longest time, and then it was like Silverstone 2013, I think 2012, with a front tire chunk, mm-hmm. and it was stripped three inches or four inches long coming out of the front tire, and he still won the race. Yeah. You know, I saw that and I went, Danny, you are a, that is a man right there. Well, I mean, outside of the 2006 incident, I think what really kept a lot of people from liking Pedrosa is the fact that he didn't really have much of a personality. None of them did. The only one that had any personality, there's only three that's had a lot of personality. Valentino, mm-hmm. Marco, and Marquette. Marquette. Mark is the only Spanish writer I've seen that actually had a sense of humor. Right. Because Lorenzo and Danny are very quiet. That's the thing that pisses Lorenzo off because he's not, everybody enjoys being around Rossi because he's fun to be around. He's a genuinely right. nice guy. And he just enjoys racing motorcycles. 
Mm-hmm. Whereas Lorenzo just doesn't look like he's having any fun. Right. He enjoys winning, and he enjoys you know the competition. But you could do that. He could probably get the same buzz doing cars or you know fighting or something That's like that. That's like what's his name in the motocross world. Um, I don't know. Uh, what was his name? Not my thing. So, um, he right pretty much house oh, Milpoto. Yeah, Milpoto. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, he was just a robot. Yeah, yeah. and he's he, even come out and said it a few times too, didn't he? Just people, just paycheck for him. People would talk about how you know, Ryan, why don't you smile more? Like it was even on a, a, a TV interview. I think it was Aaron Andrews when she was um, when they were still over at Speed. Yeah. Said something to him one time, and she's like, "Why don't you smile more?" And he kind of put a half-ass smile on him and it's come up with some, I don't remember what he said to it, but yeah, I mean, he's just the guy, I mean, the guy could flat out ride. Yeah. I mean, he come out and he dominated and he won four Supercross championships in a row. And, but he was, he was just a robot, you know, just, he didn't talk, he wasn't that friendly. He, and not that he was a, a douche, but he just... Like Lorenzo, he just he was quiet. He didn't say to anybody. He didn't. He definitely was not the Travis Pastrana yeah. of, of Supercross. And but yeah, he just he come out. He did his thing. And after four championships in a row, you know, even though he's only he's my age, I mean, so it's not like he was anywhere near retirement no. age. I mean, you got Wyndham and all these guys that have raced till they're 33, 34. Chad 34, and he's still yeah. getting podiums right now. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, yeah, he just he was like, ah, I'm gonna go try and win one moto uh, or one uh, MXGP, and he got hurt though. He's like, I'm, and then I'm, I'm done. I'm out. He's like, I've, I've proved what I need to prove. I'm fastest driver in the world. I'm, I'm over it. Right. And so yeah. it's kind of like, so you could tell there wasn't, you know, maybe when he was younger, but he didn't seem to get. He wasn't racing because he loved racing. He was no. racing because oh, you, well, in real quick, you know who what that guy was that just went past. That was Doc John. He's I was figuring. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, we're watching Lock Nine on YouTube. Which he passed away recently. Yeah, Doctor John died in a crash. Yeah. Um, he's actually through the donations that they were given in his name after his passing, they've added another helicopter. They've added a helicopter for Ireland's uh, wow. life flight and everything. Wow. For this, so. Did he die in a motorcycle crash? Yeah, he died in a. Uh, he was at a race like this. He was going through. He crashed. So, but anyway, yeah, that's part of the rest sport. in peace, Doc John. Oh, uh, yeah. Hopefully you're up there with Professor Watkins hanging out, going fishing with Senna and yeah. all the ones that we've lost. So, God, that's flying. Right. Yeah, speaking of uh, flying and everything else we're talking about in GP. Yeah. Of course, you know, three corners left in the race, mm-hmm. and Ianone loses it and takes the well, Vizioso out with him. I, I'm on two sides. I'm on... I, I'm not on either side of the fence here. Well, I mean, you look at it, and it's not like Crashgate last year. You well, can no, tell that it, it's an honest mistake that, you know. It's a racing made. incident. Yeah. You know, they, wow. It's almost like that. it's Lorenzo Corner at Jerez. It's the last corner, and that one is probably, it's honestly the last place you can attempt to make a pass. Yeah. And it's halfway safe. But... He just got in too hot, yep, tucked so. the front, and unfortunately took out his teammate. Yep. And people are like, oh, they're going to have another rider next year. No, they won't. They might, Yeah, they might have another rider. It won't be because Iannone. Because yeah. they'll, they'll cut Dovey before they cut Iannone. 
Ian Oney is a lot more marketable. He brings a lot more to the table. He's a lot younger, too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they can develop around him. And it's just, I adore Dovey the writer. I really do. He got a raw deal on that Repsol deal when he got canned. Right. Because he did all very well. And he was coming He was coming good on that bike. And then they cut him loose. And they put him, then he ended up on a, I think it was a satellite bike or something. I don't remember. Uh, I forget what he did to. But, but it wasn't there long. No, it wasn't there long. But now he's got the factory Ducati riding. Ducati's actually doing well. They're going to end crashing. up on the podium. They will end up on the podium. So. And of course. And of course, Marquez wins. And it looks like in the next, by the end of the year. Dust blowing onto that road. That's right. not dust. That's water. Oh, that, that was another shot. Okay, never mind. But um, I see at the end of the year, toward the end of the year, Rossi and Marquez will make up. They may not be happy-go-lucky buddies like they were beforehand, but they'll make up. Right. Whoa! Yeah, he blew that. Close, that was one of those that, whoo, <laughs> that puckered my butthole. Um, anyway, but, yeah, just, I don't see the animosity staying between those two because they are so much alike. Yes. And yeah, okay, last year, the way everything ended last year, they may not be the best friends like they ever were, but I see them being able to move past it a little bit and being able to and respect each other and how that did become good. And race clean and race hard. Right. And I still say this, if Marco hadn't passed, Marco would be on the Ducati right now. Mm-hmm. Or he'd be on a fa- he'd be on a factory bike. By now he would have been. Oh yeah, he'd be on fa- he'd be on factory Honda or factory yeah. Ducati bike because he was so fast, mm-hmm. so talented. And once he figured out, and once he calmed down, yep. Give you know, come on, let's go. But rest in peace, Marco. I need to. I want to go to Coriano, where yeah. he's from, because every night they have. One of those propane generator flame oh. things. Every night when it gets dark, they light that thing off for 58 seconds. Really? Yeah. They light it off for 58 seconds and they cut it off. Huh. Every night. I'm like, you know, I just want to go see that. That's a tribute. Yeah. yeah. But anyway. Um, World Superbike, Kyle Saki takes second to first again. No, Chaz did the double. Did they? Chaz Davies did the double. Finally. Oh, I must have missed Meanwhile, that. Tyler's going to go do the happy dance. Uh-oh, uh-oh. White boy dancing. Like White dog. boy dancing. White boy dancing. Stop it. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm wrong. I'm sorry. I thought I would have played it differently. Davis, Davies won. Um, oh, yeah. Kawasaki's went second and third both times. Yeah. Hey, someone can finally... See, Aragon isn't... It's Aragon's not a front-end centric track. If it's a front-end centric track, the Ducati's not going to win. It's just not going to happen. That's why Ducati has never won at uh, Barber. Mm-hmm. Not as a real superbike race. Um, it's just, they're not front end. They're rear end. You have to steer the bike with the rear end. You can't do it with the front. Just the way the, the bikes are inherently designed and the design language in it. Um, with that being said, Maybe they figured something out, and I hope they can give them a run because I don't want to see Johnny Ray and Tom Sykes take off with it because it's just going to make it boring. Right. And, you know, Nikki had a DNF do mechanical in the second race, and then the first race, and it was top two or something like that. Vandermark pulled out and crashed out, so. What happened to Nikki this week? Uh, DNF didn't start on the second race, and then he got in sixth, I think? Yeah. 
He'll come. It's give him some time. Again, he's still. It's three races in. And we all knew he wasn't going to jump in and like set the world on fire. Right. So, and again, he's 35, 36. Is he? Or he's 34, 35, something like that. I think he's 34. Hmm. I knew he was a couple of years younger than me. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, uh, yeah, he's 34. He's two years older than I am. So, he's got plenty of time. How old was Biagi when he won the championship on the Aprilia? 40 something? Yeah. 39, 39, 40. So, he's got, Mickey's got plenty of time. Maybe he just got to get used to super bikes and get used to the people he's riding with. And mm-hmm. He'll be fine. I, I really won a championship. Sure. He's still young enough and he's still good enough. Mm-hmm. And watching the, watching the footage of him and J.D. Beach playing at Sunset Downs, oh, it's so funny because J.D.'s trying so hard and Nicky just takes off and leaves. It's so funny. <laughs> I mean, just flat sideways and J.D.'s like, I can't hang with him. J.D. won the Super Sport Championship this year in AMA and Nicky's just like, bye. <laughs> Yeah, so that that still shows what he can do. God, he's so that whole family is fast. But but hey, there now? <laughs> there's three still. Mickey and who knows who else is coming up? Coda. Younger in the family. No, that's all their cousins and everything. Now it's Jake Lewis and yeah. Hayden and Hayden Gillum and oh, who else? JD. And he's from Evansville, but he's there. Evansville always broke right next to the road. Pretty much. Um, Fort Gravel. Yeah. And then, um, oh, where else? That's about it that's coming out of there right now. Um, yeah, we got Coda coming up next week. Coda's next week. AMA starts that week. Um, MotoGP. I've got the lady I work for doing. She's going. She's actually on her way there right now. She's like, I don't want to go. She hates going to Coda. Hates it. <laughs> Really? All the crap that you got to deal with with MotoGP. Oh, yeah. The race direction and everything. It's so dumb. It's the crap that it's just so insane. Are you going to come work it? No. I want no part of working on MotoGP right now. I want no part of it. Oh, it doesn't sound as fun. Or it isn't as fun as it sounds. No, it's not. And the demons you have to deal with that are part of the surface, I just don't know. Trust me, I'd much rather work AMA, which I will be doing. Mm. Road Atlanta in two weeks. Yay. That'll be fun. I'm excited. Hopefully it's not cold and raining like it was last year. Right. That was miserable. Well, I think what we'll do is we're going to take our first break. Mm-hmm. We're going to come back and uh, talk about a few things, including how you spent your weekend working track. Oh, Lord. Okay. So we'll be back in just a moment. Hey, guys. As you probably already know, um, this show is funded out of our own pockets. Uh, We have funding. For those of you listening, thanks for sticking with us through this entire time. But we're looking to try and do more and expand out and do greater things. To that end, join us on patreon.com backslash wingman's garage. There's other things that we could possibly talk about that we know we might have kicking around in our heads and people who fund us on Patreon will be the first ones to know. So again, please check us out on patreon.com backslash wingman's garage. Your support would be truly appreciated. And back to the show. Tyler, you had an interesting question today, didn't you? Where'd all the bitches go? <laughs> bitches come! Name that movie. That's, um... Come on. Uh, Triple X. There we go. Yep. Okay. Anyway. Of course, you know, there's always the, uh, the other famous line. 
Would you say that I have a plethora of inches? Kyle's about to pass out. Hi. See? He's like Jim Brewer from Half Bay. He's not even going to let him go. He's, at least he's not the dude. I don't know. I'm the gal. I'm not oh, thinking about right What month is it? January? August. August. Hmm. Huh. Yeah. Let's not worry about that right now. Anyway. <laughs> so what? Like, what was the question again? What was I going to ask the question? If you're a motorcycle dealer or a car dealer or anything else, and you choose, let's just roll with, you choose that you're open six days a week, but rather than having to deal with everybody having a different off day in the middle of the week, the dealership is open Monday through Saturday, you decide that your service department is going to be open Monday through Friday. Okay. Or Tuesday through Saturday, whichever you want to put it. But five days out of the six days up, you're open. And that last day, either way you set it up, your text and everybody just gets a two-day weekend, you have a five-day work week. Sure. Does that reflect or make you a bad business? You know? Or, or is that bad business on... The dealership's part in not having all departments open every single day that the dealership is. All right, here's here's my what I'm going to throw out there for whoever it is that asks this question. Welcome hey, to the motorcycle asshole. world. You're an asshole for asking this okay. question. Okay, very few pl- dealerships are open seven days a week, and most of them I think are actually Harley shops. Yeah, and when they're open on Sundays, they're not open long. No. They're open... They're a half day. 10 to 2. And the service department's not open. Yeah. They might, they might have one guy in case of emergency or yeah. something. Yeah. I mean, hell, half the time the parts department's not open on a Sunday. Yeah. But, I mean, a lot of motorcycle dealerships throughout the years, I mean, throughout all of the years, are historically closed Sunday and Monday. Monday. Yeah. Because, you know... Being the fact that most motorcycle dealerships, the people that work there, all ride. It gives them their days to hang out with their family and get out and actually ride. And on top of the fact that they're going to be required to pay overtime fees. Yes. So Because not every motor, most motorcycle dealerships aren't staffed like your department stores. They're not like Walmart where they've got several different shifts of people coming in and people to cover other people during those shifts. And on top of the fact, you wouldn't want that in a bike shop anyway because motorcycle shopping and motorcycle retail, bikes, parts, services, gear, everything, is such a personal relationship that you build yeah. that you don't want shifts because you, people you, have, you, you go to the place that you trust. And you've usually got one guy that you yeah. go to all the time. One or two guys. Tyler's got his guys that come in looking just for him. I've got my own. You know, it's just one of those things. I'm sorry if it's an inconvenience to you because we're closed on a Sunday. Sorry Guess about what? Your luck. Come on. Come a lot on of Saturday. places are closed on Sundays. Yeah. Sorry about your luck. Come on Saturday. Yeah. Saturday. If not, pick up the phone and call. Right. Now, again, for service, hey. That's their own deal. But at the same time, if if you got a flat tire, it sucks. Guess what? If it's a Sunday and we're closed and Tyler and, are, and we're all out riding and we get a flat tire, guess what? It sucks for us too. Yeah, we're pushing the bike to a spot and we're getting a truck. Yeah. I mean, come but on, guys. Do it. Just because 
it inconvenienced you maybe once or twice every year. Wang. Right. Get over yourselves. Right. It's and like, what job do you do? Yeah. Do you work seven days a week? That's not a. That is not a. You don't own the business. Or if you own the business, if it's your business and you run the business and own it, and you're making it work. You work seven days a week. Yeah. That's. That's beside the point. But if you work an office job or something like that, I guarantee you, you don't work seven days a week. You don't work six days a week. You don't work Saturdays. Yeah, yeah. you don't work Saturday. Yep. So, so quit complaining. Exactly. And you know what? you don't plan well enough ahead. I think people forget, too, a lot of times they come in there and, what a gorgeous day to be riding, and it's a Saturday, and it's pretty, and everybody's out, everybody's on their bikes. And it Except is. Except for us. absolutely gorgeous. Yep. And you're in, you're in there, and you're bragging about it. And we want to we want to have that personal relationship. We want to talk to you. We want to hear about what you what you got going on. But I think some people forget that hey, the guy you're talking to, we're just as big, if not a bigger fan of motorcycing than you are. Yep. And I'll but say this: we don't get to go ride. We're stuck there. We're yeah. working. Now we're taking care of you and everything yeah. you need. I worked at Cycle Gear, and they were open on Sundays. Mm-hmm. And guess what? I had to work all weekend. We didn't do a whole lot of business most day, most days Sunday. We'd have a two-hour pop, yeah. two, two, two and a half-hour pop, but that's it. Yeah. So it's actually better business to keep the lights turned off when you're not making money. Exactly. You so know. if you're going to come in and you need special – if you yourself need special treatment to come in on a Sunday, well, then just stay at home and play video games and go ride and then go home and grill out and not do anything. Because we're not going to be there. Yeah. Tough. Yeah. And, you know... It, Bad planning on your part does not necessarily make an emergency on my part. Yes. And if your bike's in service and it's not done in time for the weekend... Tough shit. Shit happens, dude. But, Wham. you know, I mean, honestly, I think 90% of the motorcycle populace out there gets it. Especially the older crowd. Yeah. People who've been who've been riding for years and years and years, they understand because... That's how the motorcycle industry works. People that are gonna that this is their thing. It's not just a hobby that they're gonna have for a couple of years. And it's a phase. They go through their bike phase and then they leave and they sell their bikes and they get into something else. No, 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 no. The people that actually do this because it's in their blood and it's their soul. It's what they do. It's what they do. They never. You might get one in a hundred complaint. Yeah. Maybe. But the guys in. I hate saying this. I'm gonna stereotype. I'm gonna be judgmental. But it's 95% of the time your guy that's – your individual that's never happy about anything, mm-hmm. they're usually younger, and they're usually on a very general population motorcycle. Yes, and have only had it for And they haven't year. had it long. They've had it for Give a year or two. Yeah. And they think they are God's gift to motorcycles. So, yeah, no. All of you that sit there and say that stuff, you come work seven days a week. Right. You come sit there and, you know, hang out and stay in the bike shop and it gets to a point where motorcycles are a job and you don't like it anymore. Right. Then come talk to me. Yeah. You know, you get to that point where, you know, if you, for the guys who do work seven days a week, you want to come in and start talking about, like, so just like Tyler said, you know, oh, great. It's a great day to go ride. You should come join us. Like, how can I get out there and ride? Yeah. I'm here all the time because I have to take care of everyone else. And again, we do it with a smile for the most part. 
It Most always rains people, on Sunday. Yeah, it always <laughs> rains on Sunday. You know, and even then, since it always rains on Sunday, shut up. You can't ride it in anyways. You know, but for the most part, we all do our very best to take care of everyone that comes in, whether you deserve the all the extra special attention or not. The least you can do is walk in and understand this is a job for us too. We have to have off days as well. That brings me to another little thing. Something that came in this Saturday and Tyler and I experienced it pretty much all day. Um, you know, you always hear stories about the kids who were pretty much raised in a bike shop, were there every day and knew everybody there. And because of that, they've had this lifelong, you know, passion for motorcycles. Great story. But when you're a kid and you walk in and you're very opinionated on everything, but don't ask anybody anything. But like when you say kid, learn, what are we talking about? I'm talking about, you know, what, 16? Probably. Maybe. Okay. Nah, I'd probably say 15. Well, well once you finish that, <laughs> I will have a very wonderful conversation about this. Yeah. All right. You walk in and you sit on every motorcycle there. That sucked. Who, who just crashed? Connor Commons. He was in the hospital for two months. Oh, damn. That was a terrible crash. He's on the factory hunting team right now. Anyways, so anyway. you come in, you sit on every bike, you walk around in helmets and jackets that, you know, you have no intention of buying, and you just act like a general dumbass. There's a big, big, big difference between someone like Blake, who uh, one of the guy, kids that works with us in the parts department. That's the kid that looks Tim. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> Carl. Yeah, um, yeah he does Can you get into this movie? Yeah. That, yeah, I actually said that. We were going to see Deadpool. But can you even get in this movie? <laughs> so, I don't know if he appreciated that or not. But yeah, he was still there. Yeah. So Blake was one of those kids that he would come in all the time. He, he rode motocross. He bought a Katana 600 at some point. He's not the same kid I was dogging on a few episodes ago. But, I don't know about you. you know, he, uh, oh, man, that sucks. Yeah, that was a few years ago. Anyway, go ahead. So, he'd come in, he'd ask questions, he'd buy stuff, he'd hang out for a bit, you know, we'd get to know him that way, and then he'd leave. Just like the classic story of the kid that, you know, would hang out at the bike shop. Yeah. Now again, these two kids came in, had the nerve to ask us for the key to the new R1. I look at him and go, are you 18? No. No, you can't. Yeah, we sent them off on their way. But what what really boggles my mind is it's how somehow they got the keys to that bike. Well, they asked the right person who wasn't paying attention. So that's a security issue that needs to be handled in the department, in the sales department, because that's what happened there. Yeah. Um, It's one of those things where kids of a certain age now. Because everything is so, and I hate saying sounding like this. I really don't like saying it like this because it's so easy for them to get whatever they want. They to feel see. entitled. It's not. It's, it's the entitlement thing, and it's also the fact that everything is information and everything like that is so much easier to get now. Where if they want something, all they got to do is jump on Amazon and fill in a credit card number and they get it, or anything along those lines. So there's no real 
value placed on things where the given fact is it's not yours. Right. So you don't get the you don't have the opportunity or the ability to do whatever you want because it's not yours. Yeah. That isn't really in their mind anymore because they can do whatever they want. Right. At least they think they can. They think they can. Now the sixteen year old getting a key to an R one, that's one of those things where I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to be a dickhead here. Get off the bike. Right. You can't afford to even you can't even fill out a credit app on this bike. Right. You don't even have the you have you don't even have the wherewithal to look at you can't even afford to look at this thing. You can barely afford to pay attention. Alright? Yeah. So get off. This is not yours. This is not a jungle gym. Right. You can sit there and look around and hang out. But if you're going to try a bunch of damn things on and mess shit up, mm-hmm. if you damage something, that's what do you, you? That's on you, bud. If you damage a $750 helmet, where's mom and daddy? Because you ain't paying for it. They need to pay for this shit now. That reminds me of someone else that we knew that uh, once caused a pretty big boo boo in the shop before he worked there. <laughs> What did Nash do now? Oh, it makes me chuckle. What did Nash do? Oh, actually, it wasn't Nash. Hey, Nash didn't do something this time. Yeah, wow. somebody else that, that we know. Okay, anyway. But it's but just, yeah. you get to a point where it's one of those things, it's like, it gets to a point where you, it's test stop. Yeah. You can sit on the bikes all you want. Look at them, ask questions. That's how you learn. Because I had the same thing happen with me when I was at Castle. Mm-hmm. That Deport, one of my best friends, he ended up being my protege, which is scary enough as it is. <laughs> um, great kid, ended up working for us. He was a lot. We well, he was pretty much a lot bitch, but just one of those things where ask questions and learn, but don't assume because you read something on the internet that you know that you know what you're talking about. Yeah, because you can sit there and check. Like you will sit there and step off in something. You will step in a pile of shit that you didn't know you were walking up into, and you are, and it's the wrong person, and you will get dealt with in the worst way possible. Yeah. I can guarantee you, I've seen it. I've been the one that has given that. I've made kids walk out embarrassed and crying. I don't care. And it's very frustrating because it, they're never going to want to be in the bikes again. I don't. Well, none of us want that. But if you're going to say I come in and act like a spoiled brat, then I, we have no patience. And run, right. they come in and they're, you know, the first thing they do is that they come out and put street bike helmets on. And it was whatever. They're, they're trying on icons. No big deal. Nothing. You know, they're starting out. Well, then they put the then they put the jackets on. Then they find gloves and put them on. And I think they walked around and everything for about a good 15 minutes, mm-hmm. just continually like, hey man, how cool does this look? Man, check it out. Like, take a picture of me. Like, you know, your Instagram followers don't give a shit. Look, right. look in the mirror, you know. And then that slowly changed, and they start going through. And at one point, the kid picks up a brand new Shoei X14. No, put that thing down, bud. And I look over, and he's got it on. And he doesn't have it on long. He takes it off, and so I don't say anything. And then I'm talking to a customer a little bit later. And I look over, and he's tossing it up in the air and catching it like a basketball. No, nope, that's why like, I say something. Not like 10 feet in the air, you know, he's just kind of bobbling it, you know. But, but he's sitting there, and he's just kind of juggling this thing in his hands. And I walk over, and as I'm walking over, he puts it down and walks away. 
and I just pick the helmet up and I go and put it put it behind the counter. No, that's when I I don't and, up there and I look at it. See, I'm too much of a jerk. <laughs> I look at it and go, "Hey, boss, um, do you know how much that helmet is? It's nine hundred eighty dollars. You got that much on you right now? I need you to put it down. Thank you. Because it's if you you can't be nice with them. You have to slap them around and be be like that to them because they never have. And you do that a little bit, and they'll respect stuff. Right. It's just God, I, I hate talking like this, dude. I'm right. an asshole. But you know, at the same point. It's you gotta learn the respect somewhere. If you're gonna hang out at a bike shop, you gotta learn the respect for it. Which yes, you do. Which sadly brings me to yet another term. It's like, hey, let's beat on all the, the assholes that call this week. But hey, you know, a lot of people refer oh. to the dealerships as the dealerships. Oh dear God, yeah, I know you're going. With yeah, this but but you know, we're all working here. We all enjoy the sport. We give you the respect. When you call and when you, you come in, we give you respect until you have shown us you don't deserve it. Okay? At least we ask you to do the same. Yeah, I know you can get everything cheaper online. We know that. We do, because we deal with it every day. But when you have a problem with your, your skater you buy from Amazon, hmm. who's going to help you then? I guarantee you the people you bought from on Amazon aren't going to. I can guarantee you that when you buy something off of eBay, the person you bought it from isn't going to give a shit. Yeah, you might have a warranty, but it's not going to fix the problem. So, let me start off with a call that Tyler took earlier in the week. I'm over here doing my own thing. And Tyler's been on the phone with this guy for at least, what, 10 minutes at this point? Probably. Looking up uh, a lock. For an SV650. Oh, God. All right. And I forget exactly how I got into the call. I remember he called in and he talked. And he told me what he, he you know, what he was looking for. And he said, you know, I'm trying to find, you know, I, I need this lock set part number. But for some reason, it's showing that it's different. Um, he didn't understand what to do. So I pull it up. I get to the parts fish and I look at the part numbers and I, and I explain to him, okay, okay, what you're seeing is two different part numbers. One is the California model, one is the standard model. Simple I told him, I said, the only explanation I can offer is I'm sure it's probably got something to do with the gas cap because of carburetor regulations in, in, in California. So the guy says, okay, well, which one do I order? And so I told him, I said, well, you know, this is a, it's probably in, what, 9 30, 10? Yeah, it was fairly early. 10 in the, in the morning. And uh, that was a fireball. Uh, <laughs> oh, that was the Guy Martin crash. He crashes a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Only on video. Yeah. Um, so I, I explained to him, you know, it was different. So, so again, he says, well, which one am I supposed to order? And I told him, I said, well, we're on the East Coast. So I'm going to say you could probably fairly safely assume that it is not a California model bike. And he goes, well, but I'm in California. So my first thought was, why are you calling me? I'm in right? Tennessee. Yeah. Like, why are you calling me? So I was like, oh. I was like, well, in that case, uh, you know, and, and he didn't understand the emissions equipment. He didn't understand how to look for that stuff. So I, I, you know, I told him, I said, well, you're going to have to have somebody look at it. You're going to have to figure out whether or not you have a California bike. I said, now that being said, if you're in California, then I'm going to flip the tables and say there's a good chance that it is a California model. Right. So he's not really having it. He so he gives me the VIN number, or starts to give me the VIN number. And he says, "Well, 
Well, can you look it up my VIN number and you can, can you tell me anything about it? So first off, there are only there's a very limited scope of what we can do with a VIN number. Yeah, yeah. this is not the car industry at all. Um, so before he gives it to me, you know, because he's sitting there, and I was like, well, you know, trying to explain stuff to him. So he says, well, I'm sitting here, and I've already, you know, he's like, I can't call anybody in California to ask because it's too early over here. You know, it's 7.30 in the morning or whatever. He's like, nobody's open yet. He's like, so I've, I've been calling shops on the East Coast trying to find, find out an answer. And uh, I was like, well, I mean, do you not have a local dealer or something? Is that why? And he says, no, no, I, I I'm sitting here and I'm online and I need to, I want to order this before I go to work. So I need you to tell me what I need, which of these two partners are I need because they're both sitting here in my inbox on this website so I can order it. Mm-hmm. He's like, so, and at this point, I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. I've been on the phone this long trying to help you out, and you're in California, and you're wanting me to look something up for you. Right. You know, and it was at this point that Tyler pretty much kind of put him on hold. Actually, he hung up on him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I did. I, I uh, accidentally hung up on him. I put him on hold first. I said, yeah, you know what? I'm going to ask somebody a question. Hang on one second for me. And I put him on hold, and I looked at Chris, and I just and I told Chris very briefly what the guy had just told me. And I was like, I want to hang up with him. And so, lo and behold, I did. I just yeah. reached over and hit the release button. And, and so we're sitting there, we're talking, and we start dealing with customers. And I think he called four more times. He called mm-hmm. a, a right back, and I saw it was California, and I ignored it. I was yeah. like, I'm not talking to this dude. And then he called back again, and the fourth time Chris answered it. And yeah. I'll let Chris take over from there, but I will say it's not that we don't want to help you or that we're saying screw you and screw off. It's just – it's very disrespectful whenever you call in and you say, hey, I want you to do all this work for me, but I'm I'm going to – you know, I'm I'm not gonna order this from you. I'm not gonna buy it from you. Yeah. You know, it's like walking into your local car dealership and saying, "Hey," and just up front going, "Hey, I'm looking at buying a car, but I really want to buy it from this car dealership down the road." However, I need you to go talk to your manager. I need you to find out what the absolute best price you can do, and act like you're gonna sell me this car, and do all the research, and mm-hmm. find out what the financing is gonna be, and all that, so I can take it down to. For dealership number two, and show it to them to make them give me a better price so that I can buy it from them. I'm not going to buy it from you, but I need you to do all that. Yeah, no. it's it's just it's not cool. Yeah, it's so not cool at all. We'll help you when we can, but there there are limits and there are things where it just like, no, dude, you just don't do that. So yeah. on that note, fourth call, Tommy finally rings back. Chris decides he's going to answer yeah. it. So and I pick it up because I already know what's going on with this. Because during that whole whole time we were talking about, it. so I pick up the phone. And it's the same guy. It's like, hey, I don't know what happened. I just got disconnected. I'm like, oh, yeah, you were speaking with Tyler, weren't you? It's like, yeah, about an SV650. He's like, yeah, I, I just really need to know what this is because I am I need to place the order uh, by 1 o'clock Eastern time so I can get here by the weekend. And, you know, I just need you to tell me which part's which. I'm like, dude, I'm going to tell you right now. What you need to do is if you don't know what kind of bike you've got, take it to your dealership. I know you've got some in your area. Have them check the VIN number and order the part through them. Well, it's like I can't do that because, one, I, I don't want to order through them. I want to order online. And, two, my bike's torn apart. I can't take it to them. 
Like, you can still call them with your VIN number. Like, but they're two hours away. Like, I'll be very honest with you. You're calling two hours here. Away, but we're like 2,000 yeah. miles away. You're calling me because you want to order something online. Not through this dealership. And apparently not through any dealership. You calling and telling me this, you're lucky I haven't hung up on you. It's like, well, yeah, this already happened to me at every other dealership I've called. Well, I'm going to tell you, there's a little bit of etiquette with this. You're going to call someone to get information from them. You're going to pay for it one way or the other. Yeah. Now, Tyler and I, Daniel, will all be more than happy to give someone as much information as they need, provided that they've done their part for us, too. We've all got longtime customers. They need something? Oh, dude, I'll look that up for you right now. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, not a question. We've got the guys that we've helped out a lot. Yeah. Like, for me, doing the car stuff, it, I mean, yeah. he comes in, he's like, hey, can you, yeah, absolutely, here's this part number, here's the guy you need to call see if they got it. Yeah. You know, it's stuff like that people will sit there and actually show the respect and look, hey, yeah, you're helping me out. Yeah. I mean, we'll even bend over back with people we don't know. Mm -hmm. But the point is, they're making the transaction with us. We know you can get pricing better elsewhere. We all know that. And then sometimes, for the people that we know enough, we'll tell them where to get the better price if we have to. But it's a matter of having that respect for the people you are asking something from. Okay. Can we stop on the negative stuff so I can pick on whatever the fuck I just pulled out of your fridge? <laughs> Speaking of negativity, yeah. God, but anyways, is like... That's it. Put salt in this. Oh, this too is short. Like That's what I'm feeling. They need new ones. A hipster, like college chick. <laughs> this is okay. Is the original? It's a here? harvest pack. shandy. Guys. This is like tur a Thanksgiving took a shit in a can. All right. That's hey. terrible. Hey. Daniel, oh. Let me give you one name to explain that. Nash? Naoki. Na oh, Naoki. Damn it, Nalki, I'm going to beat you. Yes. That's, that's that was terrible. all him. That, that is all, all him. Like, do you date women that dress like Han, like they heard all of her friends dress like Han Solo? <laughs> Are you kidding me right now? I'm going to keep my mouth shut. Damn, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah. That's like bad bath. That's like bath and body works. Dude, go in there and grab you a Bud Light to wash the taste out. <laughs> no, that's been, uh, it is that bad. Where's the other insult to that? But anyway, um, can we talk about something more fun? Than yeah, we're, shoes. we're done on that. Shoot, but, I'm um, talking about shoes. What? Uh, oh, speaking Nike? of Nash. <laughs> oh, God, no. Uh, Nash. Let's uh, get Nash out of that whole hot. thing. That's all I say. And let's talk about how you spent your weekend. Oh, my weekend. Okay. Um. So, I don't know if people have caught on with this, but in the scheme of things, I am actually a quarter marshal for road race events and all that sort of thing. For track days, club racing, and AMA Superbike, and World Superbike. Wave something. the flag. I wave the flag, and if you crash, I'm the one that goes to make sure you're okay. And if you're okay, I yell at you to get off the track. And if you once you get off the track, I go pick the bike up. So I was at uh, NCM, which is the track, our local track here in Bowl, up in Bowling Green. It's about an hour and a half. But that's uh, about an hour and a half, two hours from. That's terrible. Stop that. <laughs> God, how am I the one that's the, the, the voice of reason here? When did that shit happen? It's all Tyler's fault. Damn it, Tyler. That's, I can feel that all the way in there. Anyway, so 
I don't know if anybody's ever been outside all day and sustained 25 mile an hour winds with gusts of up to 50 miles an hour. That sucks. That was terrible. But I was corner working. We saw some cool cars and all that mess. But um, all I know is at the end of this month, it will be track day up there. And I can't wait to take the BMW out there because it's going to be my first track day on a really big bike. And really big bike. Really A real big bike. And Billy I'm Rick? A big, big. And I'm really excited about it because that track is really damn fast. So, And luckily, they don't do the sinkhole, which is kind of like a corkscrew-esque set of corners from like Laguna Seca hmm. but when you drop down it looks like you're falling off the face of the planet because <laughs> you, you, the drop is blind you can't see the bottom until you're actually going down the hill wow. so it's they don't do bikes through there thank god because you can kill yourself but I can't wait and I really I enjoy the corner working and I get invited to go out to do world superbike and MotoGP every year. It's just I don't want to do either one because it's too. I don't get paid and it's too much of a drive. So that's quite a drive, yes. After Austin and well, and Laguna, yeah, no, no. But it's good fun, and I get to go watch, get paid to watch racing. So right, and I am going to get to do. I'm going to run Atlanta to do AMA next weekend, and then the weekend after that, I'm doing IndyCar and Birmingham, which is a lot of fun. So the cars are really fast, and the support classes they bring with them are always chaos. And then I'm having to miss AMA Superbike in Birmingham. And why, Chris? Why am I missing that again? Because you love me. Because I love you, and you're getting married, and I have to be there for that. Yes, you do. Even though I'm not even the, I'm not in the wedding party, which is perfectly fine with me, but I have to, I still need to be there. Uh, I can arrange that. No, I don't need to be in the wedding party. No, <laughs> I mean, if I if you want me to be in the wedding party, fine. But yeah, no, you don't want no. Uh, anyway, what do I say? Of course, I'd be in the wedding party if you wanted me to be. That's of dumb. Of course, I would be. But anyway, that's how my weekend was spent. It was good fun. There was a Viper ACR, which is quite possibly one of the most amazing cars I've ever seen on a racetrack. Oh, sadly, I remember very distinctly the day that I'm like, hmm. I could buy that Viper right now. Yeah, then you go, no, that's a great idea not to do. It's like, no, but I need to pay off part of my house. Yeah, you, so you, I did. You did the right thing on that one. Yeah. Fuzzy. Yeah, well. Fuzzy? All right. I don't want to know why you use it, though. I don't need to know about that. He had a fuzzy on him. <laughs> damn cat, probably. But I suppose that should probably wrap us up on yeah, episode we've, 14. We've been bitching enough, and I'm going to yeah. pour this pumpkin piss water out. This not, is terrible. You can just go... Throw it in the Oki next time you see him. I'm gonna, I'm not kidding you. I'm gonna throat punch him for that one. For this, this is some nasty shit. Yeah. Like, what was it? Something shandy. Grapefruit Harvest shandy? patch. No, the grapefruit shandy I can deal with. Harvest patch shandy. Bring out the best of the season with our refreshing Lannan Kugel's harvest patch shandy. Our traditional vice beer that we blended with natural pumpkin spice flavor <laughs> to give you notes of nutmeg, allspice, and clove for a taste. That pairs perfectly with the fall day out here. You know what? Dennis Leary had a bit on this. Mike Ditka can be on his beer. Cindy Crawford, not Santa Claus. Cranberry Ale. Are you serious right now? <laughs> really? <laughs> Who drinks this shit? Oh, yeah, Naoki. Never mind. Do you feel like a hipster now? I feel like, I feel dirty and used. You got the hat to match. 
Hey, you know what? Your beard is growing as we speak. Hey, the beard's always growing. Your CB160 is waiting outside with your eight hangers. One of these days, people remember what a damn razor is. Oh, and as uh, we further discuss the 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 evolution of the beard, (laughs) the beard will be going away soon. We're not talking about your beard. Oh, we're talking about beards in general. Talking about my beard. My beard. Unkempt, untrimmed, pubic hair tickling your eyebrow beard. Oh, I think this needs to be saved for a completely different podcast. Yeah, completely different. Something (laughs) different entirely. But uh, let's get out of here. Thanks for listening to us. This is Chris the Wingman. You're number two. You're you're the one sitting next to him. Ah, uh, no, I'm always number two. Tyler and Daniel the track rat. Saying thanks for listening. We'll see you uh, next week's episode. Yep, fifteen. Fifteen. Y'all have a good night. Fifteen. Get out and ride. And also, don't forget to hit, hit us up at Patreon. Patreon and two six two. Go ride. Benji Benji's two five. Go ride. Yes, it's been so long since I said it. I know we've forgotten. Anyway. Anyways, good night. Thank you for listening to Wingman's Garage. For business inquiries, email us at podcasts at wingmansgarage.net.